This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They're really happy, I think, especially after the goal again. Um, yeah, the whole stadium uh, was behind us uh, as well, uh, singing my song. So, uh, yeah, really happy always. To play at home uh, with the supporters, um, yeah, they're unbelievable. Always to me, um, yeah, from the first time when I came over here to Huddersfield, and uh, yeah, just uh, this great connection with them, and uh, yeah, I'm really happy to to give them today as well something to celebrate. What a pass by Bakuda down the inside left. He's found O'Brien. Deflected cross. Goal! Huddersfield Town. Now Elias Kachunga's in on the act. What a move down the left-hand side. Kachunga pounced on the deflection by a defender. And off the underside of the bar has absolutely capped Town's best performance of the season. Probably the whole of 2019. Huddersfield Town 3. Hold City Nil. The celebrations can last for a while. Now Casey Palmer's on the dribble, 30 yards out, he looks at goal, laid it off, Tommy Smith's cross, goal, Huddersfield Town at the far post, and it's gone in from Elias Kachunga's header. Lerber delivers the pass, but gets his cross off, Kachunga, 1-0! there for Elias Kachunga thanks to the beautiful voice of Dana Ali uh, give her a follow on YouTube to hear more she's a town fan as well so 
another reason for doing so. So hello there and welcome to episode 43 of Annie Takes That Chance. We had a bit of a formation change earlier this afternoon, but Neil, who got straight red for being on the pitch on Saturday, has now had it reduced to a yellow card and has joined us tonight. Good evening, Neil. Good evening. I'm Cosy, by the way, leading the line tonight uh, and joining me also to chew the fat on a fantastic few days for our club is the glue of the pod, the man who holds things together, a la Johnny Hogg, Matt. Good evening, Matt. Hello. And sliding into pod towers, aye aye, on his knees, a la Carl and Gran, is Simon. Welcome. Evening, gentlemen. The first thing we have to mention is a magnificent cake that we've tucked into. I'm halfway through it from one of our listeners, Claire Hill. Claire, we love your cake, we love victories, and we love doing this pod, so... Happy days, and uh, I'll probably, when Neil's rattling on, I'll finish this cake as well, so thanks ne- to you, Claire. I said Neil smashed his about five minutes, ten minutes ago. <laughs> Belton, yeah. I've, I've done mine. So, boys, before we dissect anything, how did you feel on Saturday night walking out of the ground, and how did you celebrate it? Did you do anything different? Matt, we'll start with you. How did you feel as you walked out of that ground for the first time on a Saturday for billions with three points? What did you do? I, I didn't walk. I floated. It was it was brilliant. Um, I bought a Chinese cosy. Is what I did. That's celebratory Chinese <laughs> rock and roll. I went all the way to Chapel Allerton for uh, for the missus's favourite one, not Chapel Allerton, Meanwood. It's in Meanwood. It's cheap as well. It's pretty good. Must have tasted extra special, mate. It was. It was good. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I've not enjoyed a game like that for quite a while. It's not always about the winning, is it? But to play like we did, especially in the last 20, 25 minutes with. Some lovely one-touch football. Young players coming to the fore. Experienced players getting the mojo back as well. Um, absolutely delighted for Kachunga as well. You could see what it meant to him when he when he put that third goal in. It was uh, oh. a good day. Good Matt, hold it in. Simon, did you go out and have 25 pints? 24, Cosy, 24. Wow. Um, <laughs> how no, did you feel walking out? It must have felt good. Really good, really good. I think it was kind of a mix of emotions. Um, relief, I think, to be honest. Kind of finally we've got over the line, we've got three points um, at home, which was really nice. Um, but kind of excitement, kind of uh, eager to see more, really, I guess. And just a bit frustrating now that obviously we've got a two-week international break and, and actually kind of, to some extent, you want the next game to be on tonight, tomorrow night, yeah. next weekend, whatever. But I guess kind of, look, we kind of try to run before we can walk, perhaps kind of just generally really pleased for... Pleased for the, the fans, pleased for the Cowleys, pleased for the team um, and kind of uh, really excited to see where we go from here. Neil, obviously uh, an amazing uh, afternoon, thoroughly deserved. What about yourself? Obviously you're on the pitch at half-time, nil-nil at that point and you're wondering which way it's going to go. We've done the business in some style. You must have felt absolutely buzzing. You've been there like all of us through the thin and the thin. Thoroughly deserved. It was great to watch. Three great goals. And it, I'll just say to Simon before we started tonight that if you go back a week, we could have all quite easily picked seven, eight, nine players who would leave out. And now, for next week at Blackburn, you'd be, you'd be hard pushed to think of one or two that you'd leave out. That's how sort of drastic that this turnaround's been in space of a week. And I'm with Danny Cowley. It's not, you know, one W, don't change things. Two, don't change things. But... Mindset-wise, it changes everything. It does, mate. I'd, buzzing, little things for me. Looking at newspapers again, I don't know about you, I, I haven't even looked too much. I know I've just been in the bottom three, not really interested in seeing a table. Just the buzz. The next day I'd had a good <laughs> drink, like probably a lot of people on Saturday. 
the, the, the gas club was absolutely rocking on Saturday. It reminded me when we beat a Man United and departed. The songs were echoing round. Quite emotional, really, obviously, with the, the week they, they've just had and announcing that it probably shut the end of the season. We wondered whether we were going to get another win to celebrate. Went into the town again, everywhere, blue and white shirts. There were some old fans, to be fair. To be fair, talking us up, said that we deserved it. But yeah, it was just good. It just reminded you why you do it. Yeah, I think we, we spoke on here a few weeks since about how given the run we've had, none of us, I think, had been particularly interested in watching other games in the Championship, how we kind of hadn't really followed the teams. And one of the first things I did when I kind of got into bed on uh, on Saturday evening, aye, aye. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> a couple of pints deep, um, was I got the, the Sky Sports app out and kind of looking at the highlights of the other games, trying to see who'd won, kind of which uh, which players stood out, et cetera, et cetera. And um, yeah, it was something I had done for quite a few weeks. Brilliant, brilliant. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Result. So there was just one change from the uh, from the win at the Bet Three Six Five Stadium. I've actually got some notes here, guys. I've uh, been earning my money this week. Oh my cake, Simon! You've upped, <laughs> up the ante here. You've I'm impressed because I'm impressed. Look at your book. I know you've, you've got shopping in it, but yeah. I'll just carry on wigging it. Yeah, Diakabe uh, was in wide right for Fraser Campbell, who was deemed not to be fit enough to start. From what I saw, from quotes from Danny Cowley, Callum Grant obviously moved into a central role up top in a four-three-three formation. So. Simon, what did you think when you saw the uh, the team sheet? Uh, one change, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised. I thought, um, not knowing at the time that kind of Fraser was perhaps a little bit kind of struggling, uh, I thought he would go with the same team uh, and perhaps almost kind of adopt a similar plan to what he did uh, away from home in Stoke in midweek and introduce the Akabi when the game got a bit stretched and perhaps the Huddersfield, um, sorry, the whole defence got a little bit tired. But um, in fact, it worked well, didn't it? I thought kind of he did give us an outlet on that right-hand side. Um, it was a couple of moments where he was a bit clumsy, which I think we've come to expect a little bit. But, but actually, kind of a um, few kind of games on the trot now, he's, he's changed the game, he's made an impact. And uh, yeah, really kind of uh, really happy with his selection in the end. Yeah, we started well, I thought. The first half, I thought, with a good tempo, first 20 minutes, classic Huddersfield in recent times. I didn't think we looked like scoring much, but I thought we were the kind of the team in the ascendancy. I thought Dicabe had a lot of space and again, you're wondering how he's going to use it. Uh, the first real main incident, I thought, was uh, Carlin Grant and George Long, the whole city goalkeeper. The one thing that struck me in that incident was I didn't think the referee was up with play whatsoever no to, 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 to see it. And while my gut feel was it wasn't handball outside the box, he was in no position to give it. I mean, how did you see it? I would be goal right at the other end. So you just... You'd you're not getting a good view of that. Matt. But just looking on replays and stuff. Where it was outside box, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he, he kind of like, when he first makes contact with it, it's just on the edge, isn't it? But he carries on, he slides, doesn't he? Just out of the box with the ball. Just, he's, he's, just, got, a, he's got away with one, hasn't he? Just is out, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think you get sent off for that these days, do you? Um, so it'd probably been a free kick yellow card, I think. But yeah, you win some, lose some, don't you? We, we, we lose most. The... Um, <laughs> Obviously, the assistant referee was on the wrong side. He was on, on kind of uh, the left-hand side of the pitch, if you like, as kind of I was sat. Um, had he been on that flank, then it might well have kind of been a bit of a different outcome. But yeah, my my gut reaction was it was, was handball. Um, I think, yeah, probably yellow card would have been uh, the result. But but nevertheless, kind of that was, uh, that felt quite a big moment at that time in the game, as it proved. It wasn't particularly costly, but you did kind of think, here we go again at one point. I think one thing you've got to say as well, and and it's been forgotten, I think, in the, in the win and the goals and stuff. Cameron Grabber made two good saves. Uh, one from George Honeyman, which I think were the better of the two saves. And then one to Tom Eves, where he kind of blasted it. And he'd have probably been disappointed if it had kind of been beaten from that angle. But 
again, two clean sheets, which I think has been kind of forgotten a little bit in amongst the, uh, God, we've, you know, we've scored three goals, which, you know, we'll come on to why that, that's happening later on. But, Neil, they were good saves then, weren't they? Because it... Re- really good wise. saves. But going on to the clean sheets, I don't think it's any coincidence that we've got round pegs, round holes. Because you've, we've got Jaden Brown, who, for me, has been a awesome. revelation. He was brilliant Saturday. And he's a proper left-back. And that's where, yeah. you know, Congolo, yeah, as much as we all love him, he's not a left-back. So, play Jaden Brown. He's doing really well. Deserves his shirt. And, obviously, Danny Simpson's coming. I don't think it's any coincidence that we've gone three games unbeaten. We've only let one goal in. And, on the back of that, Tommy Elphick looks like a, a totally different player. Oh with a proper right-back alongside him. And, I think and it's the, helped Schindler as well. Well, that's what I would kind of would, would add, Neil, really, is that that was the best game I've seen Schindler have for a long time. Um, he looked kind of back to his kind of good self almost. Um, kind of his positioning was kind of second to none, which has kind of perhaps been lacking a little bit of recent times. And um, that back four looked really, really solid. And begs the question to me, we kind of we think forward to Blackburn, and I think we'll come on to discuss it kind of later on. But how do you find a space for Congo in that back four? The, the assumption there is that he'll be fit, mm. um, kind of seemingly not too far away at the weekend, just gone. So if Congo's ready, where where does he get back in? Or does this he get back in? This question got asked on Twitter the other day and I replied, I, I put that I'd have, if Congo and Pritchard are both fit, they'd both be on bench at Blackburn for me. We'll talk about Blackburn later, guys. want to kind of come out of that because obviously we won't be doing a pod next week. Matt, you're a massive Jaden Brown fan. The one thing that I absolutely loved on Saturday, I don't know if you saw it, we were 3-0 up and Jaden Brown went in for a tackle and missed it. But he did everything he could to get back and blocked kind of a cross-come shot. We were, I think it was 88th, 89th minute. We'd lost. We'd, sorry, we'd lost. We, we were cruising the game. You've really saying that. To be honest with you. And I just thought that shows everything about what, you know, this guy. He's absolutely living and breathing in Seal town. And he looks week by week an absolute quality player. A lot of people were saying to me after, and I agree with them that, you know, he probably shouldn't have been dropped after the Luton game, but I think we've got to give Danny Cowley, you know, kind of a cut a bit of slack. He went for the experience, didn't he? But Jaden Brown, come on, Matt, wax lyrical. He is hmm. uh, week by week. He looks a player. This guy, he's getting better every week. So he, I think a couple of weeks ago, I was saying he's 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 pretty good in possession, but he's a little bit hesitant, hesitant in the final third. Not at all in the last couple of games. He's he's been flying forward. He's been getting crosses in. He's looking dangerous. He had a shot, didn't he? he got, they nearly scored. He good got safe and keepers legs. Yeah, from, Mouthful of cake there. Yeah, very <laughs> How's it going now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's doing great. Uh, you, you know, he's he's twenty years old. He's he's gonna have one or two weaknesses, and he's and I think they 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 hide them very well with that. It's that back four. You know, we were saying last week, Simpson, Elphick, Schindler, very experienced, and you can you can have someone like you know Brown and he made he made a mistake. Going back to what you were saying, he also he made a bit of a mistake where Bowler. Got the right side, got the wrong side of him, and then he, he cut inside and had a chance. But he worked so hard to get back and block the shot as well, which was, which was brilliant. So I, I think he's doing really, really well, and I, I wouldn't have Congolo back in either. I don't, I don't see him getting back in unless he's going to have to work really hard to do so, and that's exactly what you want it to be like. There was, um, sorry, there's one moment that really impressed me with Jaden Brown actually. So, um, kind of echo everything that Matt said about the kind of how good he's been in possession and kind of how much he's improved going forward. But I think it was an. Uh, Kind of around the 30 minute mark in the first half, um, Hull had the possession on their left hand side, and Tommy was kind of pulled off for two centre halves and kind of stood himself on Jaden Brown. Obviously, quite a big height advantage there. Kind of what Tommy was six foot four, six foot five bloke, and Jaden Brown maybe five foot eight. And actually, Jaden Brown did really well to kind of get in front of him, win the header there. Otherwise, that would have kind of potentially <laughs> a big opportunity for Eve. So, um, yeah, I was kind of impressed with him uh, 
kind of this week as they have been the last few weeks. Football league paper, I always buy that now because obviously we're out of the Premier League and it's really good paper, proper coverage of like football league and as with a featured game, Chris Dunleavy was the chief football writer and he was there and he was uh, really waxing lyrical about Uddersfield and Danny Cowley but the one guy he just couldn't stop eulogising about was Lewis O'Brien. He was his man of the match on there and I think he might have been Mel Boo's man of the match as well. I don't mine know. as well. Yeah, he was absolutely sensational and the guy... Where does it? I think the guy, Chris Dunlavy says, "Where does this guy get his energy from? Because he just like kept going and going and going. He was incredible, wasn't it? Neil, what a player we seem to have here. You can see why Bradford fans were so excited about him last season. He's uh, he's he's just full of desire. He wants to win. He wants to win it back. He wants to go forward. He's, the 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 will to win in the lad is just phenomenal. I'm, what, how old is he? Is he twenty? Twenty. Yeah. yeah so. He's got a massive, massive future. I mean, what's his value now already? Inside yeah. of a few games, is it? He's, he's priceless, isn't he, for us? Yeah, yeah, he's actually made himself now at the moment undroppable. Isn't it great though? Talking about the young players that are ours, Lewis O'Brien, Jaden Brown. It really is uh, feels good, doesn't it? Though yeah. to have these guys and they're really just their energy levels. I mean, we, we talked about their fitness a lot in the early part of the season and how it's just seemed to fade and, and you know how much it's linked to confidence, but. One thing that you've seen in the last two games, we're the team that have been pushing on, trying to win the game. And obviously at half-time, Neil, now what, what were you thinking then, Matt, at half-time? Are you, to me, the first goal's always a huge one with Huddersfield. You don't want to go behind. But I, I thought, well, to say they've been five unbeaten, they didn't have much to offer. I, I thought with our bench, I'm not going to try to say I'm like, tell uh, Danny Cowley what to do, but I, I were quite optimistic we could, you know, maybe push on there. Yeah, so we went in nil. I thought first 25 minutes we were good. That's as good as we've started for a long time. Dear Carby was absolutely moidering them down the down the right-hand side, wasn't he? But they, sort of the last 20 minutes or so, Hull kind of narrowed off in, in the back four. They got really tight together because I think that Fleming was, was really struggling. So they, they narrowed off and then restricted that lane he was getting through. And um, the sort of last, last sort of 15 minutes of the first half, first five or ten of the second was, was probably Hull's best Best period of the game, I think. But we, we again had a little bit of a rejig. We moved things around midfield, rejigged O'Brien's, O'Brien, I think they call it third man running, don't they? His, his runs from deeper. Like I was saying the other week, he's just such a great box to box player. He's, he's so, you know, so much energy. And it, it, it was it was a good it was a good change by us. We we, we started changing we, we altered the way we played and this is really good. It's game management from the Cowleys on the touchline, you know, just altering yeah. slight little things and um Second half, I thought we were we were great, and especially when we went two nil. Some of the one touch passing and the most thing that stood out, Cosy, when we were two nil up, is the movement came back. You know, the passing as soon yeah. as as soon as they were passing, they were moving at the same time. It wasn't pass, stop, watch, move. Pure instinct. It was just move, 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 and it was great to watch. And I've been saying all along, this team has got quality there, and it's just about unlocking a lot of it. And I think. It's it's only one game, so we shouldn't get too carried away. But we can see the qualities there. And Don't say that, but I just getting carried away totally. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, want, I, I want to, but you, you, can, you can see you can see that, that that some of the players there have got got quality, and 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 we can do well in this league. Neil, the subs board went up, and we all knew Bakuna were going to come on. The big question was who was coming off, and we'll come on to him in a minute because I put a tweet out this today, and he really is dividing opinion, Johnny Og. Yeah. But was that a change you would have made? It went right one. He got it right at Stoke, taking Chalabar off when he brought Bakuna on, and he got it right again on Saturday. And he, every decision he's making at the moment is the right one, isn't it? It's, you, you can't mm. you can't fault the Cowleys whatsoever. But what I do like about them is it's very much a a, 
pair. They're not. It's not Danny Cowley and then Nicky Cowley. It's the Cowleys. They are very much a pair. But yeah, for me, it writes up. What a goal, though, Simon. That first goal, It was every time I watch it, it seems to get better. At, at the time, you, you know when you see a, a goal happening in your flesh, you, you, and then you're at the other end, you just get sometimes like, wow, that, that looks special. And the way he just turned, and, and he didn't have much to play with, to be honest with you, did he? He was kind of blocking off, but like it was sensational. Brilliant assist from Bakuna, but what a goal. And I've got my stat here, sixth goal of the season, which is pretty impressive for a team that's been... Pretty pants most of the season. That guy is dynamite, mate. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of, I guess, poses an interesting question for Danny and Nicky going forward, really, as to who's having that central role. Is it kind of Carlin, kind of with his goals record, or actually, does he see the value in kind of bringing Fraser Campbell back into the side? But just to come on back to that goal, because, I mean, it was a great instinct to kind of, I don't think any of us saw us coming. Bakuna's pass into him was kind of quite harsh. Um, kind of, obviously, kind of, his control perhaps wasn't, uh, ideal, but the way he spanned and kind of the instinct oh. to get it into that bottom corner, I didn't expect it. I don't think the whole defenders, the whole keeper expected you can't it. Can't teach that, can you? That's you can't, you can't. It's, it's just it's poor the striker's way. instinct. And, it's the um, way the ball goes up, and he's got yeah. his back to goal, and he knows exactly where the corner is. And yeah. and when I used to, we used to scout, you know, kids and whatever, um, football. I should finish that with. But when we used to go across <laughs> and, and do that, one of the things that we we always used to say is we used to sort of argue with with others was that you can't teach. In, you know, football instinct, you know, that you can work on your first touch, you can yeah. get fitter, you can get stronger. Natural you, ability. You can't coach that, what Carl and Grant did. Brilliant. It's it's just, you, you've either got that or you don't. And as soon as the ball goes in the air, maybe it's a miscontrol. Yeah. It's done well, to be fair, because Bakuna's battered that. Where, where I was sat on Saturday in a box behind goal, same box that we were in the other week, yeah. and literally you know, it, bang yeah. behind that. And as yeah. soon as he, like, as soon as that left it. his boot, yeah. it's in. Oh. And the same with Bakunas, as soon as that left his yeah. boot, you knew it went in. That first got the, the, the noise in the stadium erupted, didn't it? Yeah. It was just like, almost like 18 months of absolute misery and dejection just like exploded. And yeah. honestly, there were people nearly climbing into the old fans being the south stand. They were going absolutely wild. And, and then the place just, it, it was just like, we just took the break off. And then, a second goal was an absolute peach as well, wasn't it? Dear Carby again, and we're running riot at this stage. Fullback didn't have a clue how to yeah. mark him. And Bakuna, I mean, that just shows a comment. It's like first time, wasn't it? He took a touch on it on uh, Tuesday at Stoke, and that would just bang, bottom corner, and the place is in bits again. And, and, and part of me thinks, had we kind of been perhaps under previous regimes of Siva and maybe even Wagner to an extent, that, that kind of instinct or that kind of confidence wouldn't have been there. There'd have been kind of a, a control there, and then by that point, the kind of Bakun has been closed down and the opportunity's gone. But the Cowley seems to have breathed so much confidence into this kind of group of players that now they're quite happy to do that kind of sorts of things. And I think what kind of really impressed me on both goals was where Danny Cowley, I think after the West Brom games, spoke about how we needed to be quicker in possession, quicker with the ball, particularly attacking thirds. And we're starting to see that now. We're starting to see kind of balls played at pace. And yes, kind of obviously the control for Grant's first one wasn't ideal. But crikey, these are potentially the results we can see. And two great goals. And I think for me, particularly, I was a little bit nervous after the first one. Once the second one went in, that was kind of when the kind of the jubilation, the relief kind of really hit home and really enjoyed those kind of last, uh, see, last third, few minutes third from third there. Third one were brilliant move as well. well. Lewis O'Brien And Bakuna involved in it again. Bakuna's yeah. ball. Bakuna's ball. Kind of through yeah. that kind of pocket you, space. But Lewis really. made that run and he opened up that space for him. Bakuna's got the quality to find him. Which... Like a bit of luck though, Matt, finally. Off the bar. He were brilliant. <laughs> Obviously at the other end, you just wonder him. And, and you think, because we were going nuts. We were on the floor and said, so, oh, Scotty, like Kachunga, like getting there. Because that guy, if anyone needed a goal, and celebration was very emotional, wasn't it? Yeah, he looked, he was just, I think he's got one one goal in his last 50 odd or something. Yeah. And you can tell it's it's obviously preyed on him preyed on him a little bit. But he's done he's done such a good job in front of Jaden Brown, just helping to protect him and, 
and not necessarily nursing him through, but he's helping him there. He's got a good experienced player who works back and helps, and he does so much more for the team than what he probably gets credit for. And to see that, to see his reaction, and just just to know it, it feels he just feels the same way we do. It was just it was great relief for. for do do for you know everyone. what does come across as well? And if you look at that team, you've got Schindler, Hogg, and Kachunga, who were sort of the survivors from the epic promotion season. And they, all three, you can tell they care. All three of them, to a man, have they had some bad form? Of course they have. They've been dreadful at points, especially sort of end of last season and start of this. But you you can't take away that that care that they've got. And Schindler, he's turning it round now. He's starting on Saturday. It looks more like the, the Schindler that we know. I want to mention this, Neil. So I, I picked up some quotes from Christopher Schindler. I don't, I don't know if they were in the examiner on the website, but I, I found them in a paper. Schindler looked like a man to me again who's obviously been in the doldrums. He, he And I quote, he said, the Cowlis came in, you could feel that they can do it. The way that they talk to you, the way that they work on things in detail, I'm convinced we can get better and better. This is Christopher Schindler. The way he come at the end of Plenty of girls I know were delighted he took his shirt off, etc. But <laughs> plenty of but blokes the guy, as well. Yeah. When you hear what he's saying there, this is a guy. It almost seems like I, we were all wondering where's this Schindler gone. Mate, I think Danny Carlin must have done his research. Know how good a player he is. Nearly seems to whatever he's saying to him, he's working, isn't it? Good man management. It's it sounds got, it's man management. That's all it is. And if you, there were there were a little video out that Sky Sports did, I'm not trying to plug them because they're cretins, but. They put something out where they interviewed the Cowboys and it showed bits and pieces on training pitch. Very similar to the training video that Tam put out as well. And you can just see they've got a natural sort of gift of how they talk to people. And it's not, you know, they're not reinventing wheel here. It's just about being right with people, isn't it? And the more that you're, any in any line of work, the more that you're right with people, the more you're going to get out of them. It, it is. It is that simple. They've been outside the football bubble, though. They know how to, yeah, you know, treat people outside of foot, inside yeah. and outside of football. So they've got really good grounded, grounded management skills. Um, it, you go back to Bakuna as well, and I think Danny Cowley mentioned that they've been working really hard with trying to keep things simple for Bakuna because we, we probably gave him a bit of hammer the other week, didn't we? Where. Uh, I think someone Neil said he had a bit of a, a god complex or something. Joe, you know, where he, was, he tries to do too. He was he trying to do, do too much. Millwall, yeah. he just like looked disinterested. Yeah. To me. So, but yeah, but that yeah. is true because he was trying to do too much. Yeah. You know, he's trying every time he gets gets the ball, it's a turn, it's a spin. But now we see, like we say, now we see that little ball through for O'Brien that you know you've said said was great, Neil, and that that ball, and then he's come on, he's put a little tackle yeah. in, and he's just he's moving into position. He's 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 just it, it's he's he's been stripped back. And then he's, he's just saying, right, reprogrammed, if you like, and just keep things simple, get up and down. And it's just great man management. And we're seeing Diakabu, we're seeing Bakuna, we're seeing Schindler, we're seeing Hogg, we're seeing players getting better, and it's it's a relief. The one I thing I would, um, sorry, Sam, the one thing I would criticise Bakuna for, obviously, not having any air myself, what what has he done with his hair? I think he used the what same is that style, about? Same come stylist on, as come Venus on, Williams, guys, you've got it? hair, come on. If you're walking across Church Street without a Saturday night, what's all that about? What were you going to say? Sorry, sorry. I've lost the words now. Obviously, I, I kind of, I'll just come back on Schindler. I think kind of we sat around this table uh, a little while since and kind of said, how do we get the best out of Schindler? How do we kind of reinvent that player that we all know is in there? And I think kind of to a man, a lot of us spoke about taking the captaincy off him, letting him focus on his own game, perhaps dropping from the team a little while. Let's give Stankovic a go. We spoke similarly about Johnny Hogg. Um, can we kind of put someone else in there, take them out of the firing line? And what 
Danny and Nicky have done is the complete opposite. They've kind of said, presumably behind closed doors to these players, you are my, you are, you are in my first 11. Kind of, you are the heartbeat of this club, the heartbeat of this team. I'm going to back you 100%. I'm going to give you the confidence to play. I want you to be in my team. And I think it goes to show kind of the kind of those conversations that happen, the results it's now kind of um, delivering. Danny Simpson, this guy is just blocking off one side of the pitch that is causing other teams to like know through road really and that as well. It, I thought it got looked a little better going forward, if I'm being honest with you, and that as well. And he's only going to get better at, you know, they called him a veteran in the paper. Man, I think 32. Just, God, is that a veteran age now? But wow, he uh, he's given us everything. He's enjoying it as well. Yeah, he's he given us everything that he's back on the pitch. not really, aren't he? What a, what a, a great signing. He's a footballer yeah. for the start. So that helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Credit to Phil Hodgkinson for getting the deal done because I don't yeah. imagine he's come on peanuts. Neil, what? Danny Simpson. see what happens with Danny Simpson just because um, I think he signed a contract to the end of the season. Now, um, Will he be here next year? Presumably, there's a clause in there around number of appearances, that sort of thing. I don't, I don't think we need to worry about. I'm already that. well. I'm already thinking. That I can when we go to Premier League again, mate, well, let's he'll be stay fair. When, when, Danny, when Danny Simpson signed, he, he's not cheap. There's no doubt about. It, he's not cheap, but he's also got to look after himself. In that, the reason why it'll be until end of this season is just in case it does completely implode and we go down again. He don't want to, well, we've seen already, he's not a League One player, is he? Even if we look at the negatives, Neil, and he's not here next year, it at least gives us the next nine months to plan. Absolutely, And in the meantime, we, we've got a proper right-back who has not only improved that position, but every position yeah. in front of him and to the side of him. Yeah, and Tommy Elphick's a guy who's benefiting big time because yeah, he can absolutely. concentrate on his job now and... Well, he, he looks. I mean, we've given him some stick on here, but he looks seven into the player that the Bournemouth and Brighton fans were telling us, doesn't he? It looks he's a, done great. Looks yeah. a proper leader. And he, he's he's an, after the game. He's a proper man who enjoys the celebration and that as well. I think he's, he's going back to a favourite, isn't he? He's gonna, I think Elphick's slowly going to become a favourite. I think. Yeah, Matt, you've mentioned a little bit about what Danny Cowley said. One thing I picked out from him and that as well, Adama Diakabi. He said this guy's too good a player just to be a substitute. He had. It's classic dear Carby game on Saturday, but he did deliver with some things. But wow, the space opened up. He were beating players for fun, but that must be an interesting project for Danny Carly because we all know that he can do things. He's doing more good now though than frustrating, isn't he? And before it were all just bad and frustrating. I think what's what's strange about dear Carby is, you know, you can ping the ball at him, and sometimes he'll stop it dead, at absolutely superb control. You know, do a nice trick. No, like like for the second goal, he's, he's nutmegged the the left back. You know, he's left him left for dead. Him, yeah. Lifted his head brilliantly and, and played in Bakuna. And then other times, you ping the ball across to him and he turns into Tyrone Thompson. You know, where he yeah. kind of falls over, <laughs> falls on his face. But <laughs> he's doing more good things than bad all it, of a sudden. And he and he, it, he could be incredibly dangerous if if he gets more of a tune out of him. He could be sensational. What I liked about, it, I thought the supporters were great on Saturday with him, and there was one moment where he actually made come back and got a tackling, and the place went nuts. Uh, did the uh, kill the bank, and I think everybody is really wanted from being kind of maybe this joke figure and what have you a little bit in the Premier League, and I think people are like really backing this guy. And, and do, do you know what? Do you know what it is though? Him. Is that he's doing really well at the moment. But it just goes, but and I don't want to write back and be negative again. I'm going to get slated for this, but it just shows you. you know, I'm getting booed. <laughs> it just shows you that the business was so bad that we bought project players who weren't ready anywhere near ready for Premier League, and it took us 
well over a year to get to the stage where he's now looking like he's a player and we're in league below, in struggling in league below as well. But hopefully now is the time when Diakari comes into his own and there's, there's definitely positive signs. Can you, can you imagine though if Mbenza also flicks that switch on the other side as well? You, you, all of a sudden you've got two two wingers with absolute rapid pace who can yeah. who can do damage and and that would be incredibly interesting if that happens. So you, fingers crossed he has the same and effect. He, on him. He's shown in bits. I like you know goal against Manu and what have you and cross against Firmino against Burnley. And Technically he shows the, bits. The, the, yeah. There's bits in there, but he just got. Uh, I mean. I think Danny Cowley's alluded to this as well, that he needs, for want of a better phrase, coaching. I had a mate who were all fan, he were in the end next to us, and he was complaining that McCann took off the best two players, Honeyman and Batty, and kind of handed in a shift to, to Huddersfield and that as well. But McCann said after the game, he were very honest, I, I like what he said, I like him. He, is, uh, he seems to be, a, obviously, a thorn in his side many times at Peterborough, but he said he, we were lucky to be nil-nil at the break, he expected him on second half, didn't get it. Others still deserve the win and we'll climb this league. So, you know, let's hope he's right. But still not forgiven. Peter Brown. I won't swear this week. Still not forgiven. I won't swear again this week. I swore last week, but yeah, he's one of them. Right, here we go. So it's time for our first, I don't know if we have a new column. Uh, it's time for our first debate of the evening. Town pick it up anywhere on halfway and feed a Damag Diakabi down the right-hand side. Diakabi delays his pass, finds Bakuna. Bakuna into Grant who shoots beautifully into the bottom corner. Carla Grant, a shot of the turn for his sixth goal of the season. And Huddersfield Town lead Hull City by a goal to nil. They could be on the brink of a first home win of the season now. What a finish that was. Bakuna has absolutely rifled the ball at Grant, I thought it was actually shot itself, but he manages to control it, spins on the half turn, and sticks it in the bottom corner. Absolutely superb. Jonathan Hogg. So, I'll let you go first, Simon. And the talking booze that I was in after was, well, obviously, when we took Hogg off, brought Bakuna on, Bakuna should be in all the time, Hogg shouldn't be starting games, etc. What's your thoughts on at the moment on this debate? Uh, for me, he remains in the team for now. Um, I think um, while we've all kind of maybe kind of been quite critical of him for shouting at every other player on the pitch, I actually kind of admire his leadership skills. And I think at this moment in time, we're still not necessarily blessed with leaders in that team. Yes, kind of Elphick's come in, Fraser Campbell when he starts, Danny Simpson now, but I still would rather have him in that team, in that heart of that midfield. Um, Bakuna's an interesting one. Um, I think you're going to have to try and incorporate Bakuna into that team at some point um, from the start. But actually, kind of, he's going to win international duty now. So, does he kind of remain on the bench for the next couple of games, perhaps? Um, and if you kind of give me the option between Hogg and Stankovic, I'm still very much in favour of uh, Johnny Hogg, really. I think kind of John um, is a very much out and out defensive midfield player. Um, I don't think he necessarily offers too much going forward. Um, yes, there's a high advantage, which perhaps helps from set pieces. But um, for me, kind of, Johnny Hogg is, kind of does a better job than Stankovic in that role at this moment in time. Good option to have off the bench, but um, yeah, I'd have I'd have Hogg starting. Here's the uh, Joe. So we've had God, it's a while since I've seen as many tweets on that as well. We'll start with the first one, name dropping Mr. Jim McGrath, uh, ex Channel Four racing uh, horse racing legend. He would keep him in without question. Reason: Read Danny Cowley's comments. Read Jonathan Hogg. Football isn't just about what a player does with the ball. Of course, that's important. And Johnny Hogg might not have been in spot on in that respect so far this season. However, he's still commitment, experience, effort. He's still mega. 
Jake Whiteman, no. I love Hoggy, but he has lost that yard of pace in the last year, but kept his tenacity and aggression. The latter without the former becomes a liability and he will end up giving away dangerous free kicks and picking unnecessary up unnecessary cards this season. Uh, George Amtos should be treated in the same way as the others who have been dropped or replaced. Definitely think Bakuna deserves a start for the last two performances and I think he will. Uh, Seb Burgess, no, because I think he's too slow and quick to blame everyone else. I have not seen him do anything special unless he's sorting out a mistake he's caused. Bakuna's contributed much more, but also I'd say Shalabar would be better if he was in Hogg's place allowing Pritchard to start. Uh, Josh Phillips, no, but, uh, but only for midfield three if Shalabar, O'Brien and Bakuna can work. Could it work, Matt? Mm, yeah, possibly. Um, I I think on Hogg, um, I think we, we said it was either last week or the week before that I don't think he's had a good game in, I think I said it, I, thought, I think he's had a good game in nine months. I think he's had two all right ones. I think I think he played pretty well at Stoke. I think he's, it's the ugly side of things. It's not, you know, in terms of passing, distribution, he's never going to be Aaron Moy. But for me, I think Hogg wins that physical and mental battle in midfield. You know, you make from Hull there said they took two players off in midfield. But Hoggy, Hoggy was on top, you know, he's, 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 he very much imposes himself physically in, in that midfield and mentally. And I think he got on top, him and Chalabra both got on top. And I think with what he does, okay, he's not, he's not the most, uh, he's not the flair player that, you know, I think a lot like Bakuna is, but he gives others a platform, you know, to, to build on, you know, his, his defensive work, his strength, his, his leadership. I know he's, he's had a, had a go at a lot of people over the last fair few months but he's been better last few games he's been much better and I think his performances are better Stankovic is positionally better better on the ball better in the air Uh, but for me I'd still still stick with Jonathan Ogg I think he's coming back into form I think he's playing back into form he's a leader his passing people haven't got his passing um, okay it's not great but it was still 91% on on Saturday I'd keep him in uh, Neil that I, I keep in a lot of these tweets it's cropping up and a lot of people say to me all this all of a sudden he keeps having a go at people do you think this has always been Jonathan Ong but we're just for some reason we're noticing it now because you know we've had a stinking 18 months where, where is it or do you think it's a fair comment that a lot of people are saying about that probably a bit of both um, as regards him being in team I, I openly said a few weeks ago that I thought it was about time he, he probably got Left out because we couldn't buy a we couldn't buy a pass never mind a, a win. I think we all agreed, didn't we? Yeah, um, but having witnessed the last few games, and when you've got the kids that you have got in there, Chalabar's learning the game, or Brian's learning the game, Bakuna's learning the game, you probably need that older head in amongst with them. Um, I thought on the flip side of that, I thought Stankovic did quite well when he came in on Saturday. He'd settled in. The stanker man. Yeah, he <laughs> settled in like he'd, he'd been there all season. He, he's he looked, better he, in that defensive. Yeah, he's, he's a, yeah, he's, he's not a centre half. No. He did, he's but, not a centre half. He did okay, and it's. Uh, but yeah, for me, for me at the moment, John, Johnny Og probably plays. So what I thought was interesting, sorry, was um, Cowley's comments after the game where he said he, he kind of felt we didn't see out the game particularly well. Despite being 3-0 up, we could have seen out the game better. And I guess my question back to you, Neil, would be, do you think we'd have seen the game out better had Hogg been on the pitch instead of Stankovic at that time? Well, we weren't winning though, were we, when Hogg were on the pitch? No, we're nil-nil when Hogg were on it. But I, I, don't, I don't know. It's it's one of those, isn't it? Maybe yeah, maybe yeah, maybe no. It's um, I love how he's not satisfied though. Yeah, I do. absolutely. And well, I think it was him after Stoke, wasn't it? With, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think I think to an extent it's probably right. I think we could have we could have possibly with better ball management actually gone and got another couple of goals because they they'd gone. 
They, they they've given up really we didn't return the ball particularly yeah. well did we no. once we've gone three up but I think we'll kind of forgive them well, that we'll, after we'll, the last we'll, few we'll weeks absolutely <laughs> forgive them when we're walking away but I tell you what if, if we if we can have a bit of a moan every week and we've just won 3-0 happy days we'll take that Samantha Young will keep him in only if he remembers to pass the ball to someone other than Grabara a bit harsh but she put an emoji next to it and that as well Jason Wilson, yeah, but only as a stopper, needs to play alongside a pass to that job. He breaks up play brilliantly, yeah, but no confidence in him making a telling pass. Stepping guys, if you want to comment on any of this. I think that's start. fair enough. I think alongside Moy, I think he'll look better because Aaron Moy covers for his his weaknesses. But that the thing is, though, if you take Hogg out, you lose that steal in midfield. You could replace him with somebody who, who doesn't do that side of things, and then all of a sudden your midfield's been swamped. But it's about blending. It's getting the right blend, mm-hmm. isn't it? And I think he's... he's he definitely adds to it. Ed Staggs has played him in certain games. Don't play him in others. Take him off when we're under the game. Well, sorry, we take him off when we're chasing the game. Put him on if we're under the cosh. Would like to see Stankovic. Uh, under the light 79, the Cowleys have improved and given confidence to pretty much all of the squad. Hogg will gradually get back to his best with clear instructions from Danny Cowley. Uh, Watson at DPW247. I've been one of his critics the last 18 months at least. At least when he does get at people and when it goes wrong, even when his mistake, but I watched him sat and he claps and credits players too but ball will still be in play could be new or could have missed previously but I'll credit him with that however he slows the team down as shown when he went off on Saturday we had a new energy maybe time to be the old head off the bench when needing a calming yes calming and emoji laughing there <laughs> or, or maybe is the tight to have on the pitch to get to the hour mark like that and with the players that we've got do what the cameras did on Saturday and change it up and, and go and win it then like I said I, I think he sets the platform Give yeah. it and lets you build a platform, it softens them up if you like. For one of the summit, but two would have him. Uh, yes, getting back to his best, just like Shindy, uh, Michael Lowen. Oh, he's definitely starter in the defensive midfield role for me. The other options are Shalabar and Stankovic. I think both have still a lot to learn for that position as of yet. Uh, Ismail, uh, no, not in this system where he's the only holding player and needs to set the tempo way too slow. If Pritchard comes back in and there's a switch to four two three one, then he'd be fine with someone next to him. Quite a few people mentioning Pritchard, Simon. Where where does he fit in with it when he gets fit? Uh, I think we spoke about it earlier. I think kind of um, for me, he's on the bench to start with now. Um, so actually, I'd kind of persist with a four-three-three formation. Um, kind of for the next couple of games, it feels like that's something the players have bought into, something the players kind of understand. And I think to kind of unpick that so quickly after when we're seemingly getting back on the right track would be perhaps the wrong thing to do. Uh, if we do revert to a four-two-three-one, it's interesting because Pritchard is the natural number ten, and you can definitely see him in that position. Um, and then that leaves two spots, I guess, for kind of any combination of Hogg, Shalabar, um, Lewis O'Brien, who, by the way, I think is a certainty or a must must have in there, um, and Bakuna. Um, I think Bakuna actually is kind of his strength has been in that kind of final third under the Cowleys. So I guess I'd probably see more kind of Shalabar and O'Brien or um, Hogg and O'Brien in those kind of two midfield roles. But uh, it's kind of nice dilemmas to have, isn't it? I'll tell, I tell you what is quite telling as well, that there was people there in concerns about Lewis O'Brien's stamina, where they could see a game out and influence a game in the last sort of 25, 30. But in the, previous, in the two wins that we've just had on, on the bounce, Lewis O'Brien played 90 plus in both. Is the new and was influential in both. I reckon Hoggy's got a, uh, a contender for the uh, bleep test challenge. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but I, what I'd say with that as well, Cosy, is I, I agree with Simon. I think Pritchard's got to play himself into the team. I don't think he, he automatically comes in for me. I think he's got to prove it. Yeah. Jaden Brown's Same proved it. Same for Congolo for me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, why so, shouldn't they get you know, Jaden Brown, Lewis too. O'Brien, they've all come in, they've proved, they've proved it, they've, they've come in and, and performed. If, Pritchard's if, if got I'm picking side at Blackburn, it's same 11. And I'd put Congolo and Pritchard on bench instead of 
and Ben. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Just a few more finishing on the hog. Dale Mars, not for me, too slow, bad decision making, bad passer, and bad for the morale of the team. Every mistake is reacted by an over the top reaction, even if it was him who made the mistake. Tim Hutchinson defends him, though. Did you see what this win means to hog? Meant to hog? He's one of us. Uh, Mike Terrier, 7 and 2. Yes, but I believe Hog's form dipped has dipped like Schindler's due to the pressure of the weight on their shoulders as the guys left in the Wagner era. You could see the outpour from Kachunga and I think Hogs form dipped from the same reason. I think Mike's uh, right. And finally, Philip Law and uh, Danny Cowley said he's had suffered the decline more than anyone else, loves the club to bits and is taking on more of the burden than he should. Danny Cowley's looking to remove some of that so we can have the hoggy we all love. Maybe he needs resting, not dropping, to take off the pressure. So, quite divisive opinion there. To be fair, he got half hours rest on Saturday, didn't he? Yeah. So, good tweets there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I agree both ways. I can, yeah, see, yeah. I can see the argument for both, but I'd, I'd, I'd still there think... There's a right or a wrong, is there, on no. that one? No, I don't think so. I think some, some good opinions there. Some good debate, yeah. They were thinking of bringing Fraser Campbell on for Diacabi anyway. So, there may still be a couple of subs to be made. Diacabi looks okay. He sprinted past the vice, turns up the cross. Bakuna drives in the second goal! A brilliant strike by Bakuna on the run! His second goal in consecutive matches! The roof has nearly come off the Johnston Stadium because Huddersfield Town are about to deliver Danny Cowley's first home win as the new manager. 2-0 Town, back-to-back wins are in the offing. Okay, so yeah, great result on Saturday and... uh, Obviously, the international break has uh, come, I think, it's a bad time. I don't know what you guys think, but an interesting uh, thing that's just popped up the last couple of days, Danny Cowley, uh, he's coming to face the fans on uh, Monday night at the Gas Club uh, till 7.30 start, I think, 6.30. Yep. Uh, I think it's a cash-only bar, as I know too well. Most of my uh, cash has gone behind there, with some form or the other and that as well. And uh, I think it'd be a great night, will that? And I think it's a smart move from Danny uh, to go in and... I really liked how he's kind of trying to engage with the public. And even though we've won two games, I like some of his comments. It's not like, right, that's it now. We should all be back into bed. He realises that there's been so much damage done in 18 months that the fan base have fallen out, you know, with the football team. Look at the empty seats on Saturday for one. And it's going to take more than that. So I I think that'll be a a good night. What did you think, Neil? Uh, Interesting uh, to see. 
on, on his kind of comments post games, I, I can kind of think he's really kind of pragmatic and realistic. He spoke about how um, there'll be more ups and downs on this journey that we go on, um, and inevitably we'll kind of come up against better opposition. So I think in, in that sense, he really understands where the players are at currently. And he also spoke about the fans, and I think he understands all the frustration and kind of disappointment that we've kind of experienced over the last kind of kind of nine to eighteen months. Really, um, I think what he's doing on Monday night's great. Kind of, I'm sure he'll get a kind of a great reception there, and I'm sure the kind of the fans will turn out in quite good numbers. Um, be interested to see all the kind of questions that are posed mm-hmm. to him about kind of where he's going. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Go. So it'd be kind of uh, be really interesting to see actually. We're so lucky, aren't we? A lot of clubs won't get a manager anywhere near. I mean, we've been spoiled, obviously, with Wagner. Siva, who I think went wrong a little bit. I know we discussed this before. I, I, he kind of went into his shell, didn't really kind of do any of this stuff. He didn't even do much, I didn't think, on the website. And I just think, obviously, following on from Wagner, that, that bit him in the end with the kind of the... Yeah, I know, just wonder if, kind of, I think kind of maybe the club I let Siva down, the club let... Yeah, well, protecting him or perhaps didn't help him at the same time. It was around the time, obviously... It was hard to warm to him, it, though? That, second that, it's hard to, it was hard to warm to him, obviously, results, but... If he's not going to be open to kind of questioning, about to protect him if they'd have done it straight away. Exactly, and 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 obviously, kind of at that time, Hoyle was kind of out of the club, obviously with his illness. So, do you think Winter was kind of saying to him, actually, it'd be a good idea for you to do this? But come from a German background and relatively inexperienced coach, he probably wouldn't have known what was expected of him or what's been done in the past. And actually, someone there for me could have put their arm around him and said, actually, this will help you get the fans on board. And Mm. I I sense that never happened. And and to your Mm. point, Neil, I think before long it was probably too late. Yeah, Matt. What would you ask him on Monday? Danny Cowley. Put you on the spot there, mate. I, I'd ask him why they're doing it on a Monday, and I can't go. So it's Andy's man club. <laughs> When's he coming on the podcast? Is <laughs> that it? Is um, question. What would I ask him? Um, I think it's it's one of these where I'm quite happy to sit back and listen to what others want to ask. But I think I'd like to know his thoughts on the potential of this squad. You know, without going in and buying players. I think I'd like to know where he thinks this squad could go with players like Diakabi and Benza Bakuni, you know, these sort of up and coming players and where he thinks without putting too much pressure on them obviously. Uh, I just I just wonder what he thinks, you know, how far this squad can go and how far, how much he could do with it, I think, is what I'd like to ask him. It'll be an interesting night for sure and uh, let's hope there's a good uh, following because he deserves it because he's done something you know we have not seen for some time. Was it seven points out of nine? And we're out of the uh, the bottom three, that wouldn't be a right bonus, wouldn't it? On Saturday, I just thought, oh, we're third bottom because I knew that Barnsley had uh, had lost and there we were. We were above Reading and that as well and uh, we'll talk a little bit more championship in a second, but... Now, Darren Bullock. It's the last penalty. And if he scores from this, they are through to the final. And Huddersfield are there. Darren Bullock is the hero. Goes Robbins! Coming from the free kick, taken short to Brown, and Robbins making a dart across the face of the defenders, a perfect header. Brown gets a flick, Fletcher! The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Matt, it's uh, your turn now. Where are they now? It's normally me doing this, but it's going to be over you, obviously. We've chosen the 79-80 and uh, 94-95 seasons. So who have you got for us today from the 79-80 season, mate? Okay, so 
this time in 1979, so 40 years ago, this, this game week, we came up against Crew Alexandra, beat them 3-0 as well. So 3-0 three, three wins 40 years apart. Robbins, Robinson with a penalty and Fletcher scored in front of 5,788. Town dropped to second despite winning 3-0, which is quite strange. So Lincoln must have uh, walloped someone that, that day. So one player that... I'm going to delve into, so we're using the uh, Where Are They Now book uh, by Lee Morris, which you can get at Waterstones or Amazon or from the club shop. And one player that we're, we're looking at is Fred Robinson. So I think people of a certain generation and not too far from us would would remember Fred Robinson quite uh, quite fondly. I remember watching the final whistle video and Steve Kindon was saying with Fred, I think he says with Fred Robinson, I think he says, the ball might pass, the man might pass, but never the two together was was something Steve Kindon said, which I thought it's always stuck with me that. And uh, so if we have a look at Fred Robinson, Frederick Robinson, a left back, uh, joined town in 1979, played till 1982, uh, born in Rotherham. Uh, his playing career was uh, Rotherham United, Doncaster Rovers and Huddersfield Town. So he signed from... Uh, Donny in 1979 and was immediately installed as the first choice left back in Mick Buxton's side. He did make a recovery but couldn't from an injury but couldn't get back into the side due to the performance of Bernard Purdy. That's not a player I'm I'm familiar yeah, with, Neil. Bernard Purdy very, very slightly. Okay. So Robinson managed to get back in the next season and played uh, pretty much every minute of the of the next season uh, but had to retire in 1982 due to a knee injury sustained in a testimonial, which sounds unfortunate. Uh, Rotherham-born defender then worked in engineering, uh, an engineering firm called Holsets for the last uh, for over twenty years before retiring, and still lives in Huddersfield. Apparently, he's a regular uh, down at uh, the John Smith Stadium as well, Cosy. So um, we'll have a look at the uh, the ninety four ninety five season as well. So it's twenty five years since Warnock's team went to Wembley. Give us a clue, Matt. I, we honestly don't know who this is. So come on, let's have some clues. And first one to guess. Is- do we get another slice of cake, Claire? Beautiful cake. <laughs> you could do. Uh, you want to get? You want to know who the player is? Yeah, just give us bits and clues. Well, I've already told a couple of you before. Well, Neil and Simon oh. already know because I mentioned it before. I'm not sure, I remember. <laughs> but there's enough cake to go around. But uh, he's a fireman in Sheffield now. Oh, there, there we go. go. Yeah, so Salute, was, man. It's T. Cowan. Yeah, so 94-95, another 3-0 win. So it seems like it's the game week for 3-0 wins. Uh, Andy Booth, Paul Reed, Richard Logan... Uh, in front of 10,321, took Huddersfield to the top of the league. Uh, I took a mutual friend of ours to this one, Neil, who is a, a Bradford City fan, uh, the younger of the Heslops. And, oh, yeah. and he was uh, he left frothing because um, Huddersfield looked very good that who, day. Who did we play? Brighton, uh, Brighton and Hove Albion, and we beat them wow. 3-0. They had, uh, do you remember, I don't know if you remember, I think it was Foster, the centre-back, and he always used to wear this white... Steve Foster, yeah. Steve Foster. Like Mark Knopfler. Yeah, a little bit like Mark Knopfler. And um, he, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so he, he, he got absolutely ruined by Boothy that day. And and uh, I remember looking at his face at the end and he was like, oh God, these lot are quite quite good this year. And obviously Bradford weren't particularly that good. I think the, uh, I, I had to go watch uh, Etienne Vivier's uh, debut for Bradford City. Uh, if we'll, we'll probably come round to him in a few weeks' time, but uh, as as penance for for taking him and gloating. But Tom Cowan was um, the housewife's favourite, Cosy, um, from from back in the day. I think he's still still a favourite at the club. I think he does the commentary now for Radio Sheffield as I'm filling in the gaps while I search for him through this through this fantastic book. 
And uh, if we bring up Tom Cowan... How much did we sign him for? About 175 grand or something like that. We will find out in just he were a, a second. He were brilliant, wasn't he? What a player. Yeah, I, I only kind of saw him a few appearances a little bit before my time. Oh, here we go. Show me age. But, uh, I think he's a glory on his Premier League fan. Yes, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do Tom Cowan. Uh, left back town, he has 90. He came on loan initially because he, I think, I think he I came because... I wounded now after Simon <laughs> said that. Before my time. Everyone remembers this season. <laughs> Come on, Grandad, read it out. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you remember, but he came at the same time as Pat Scully. This isn't in the book, but he came at the same mm. time as Pat Scully. He came on loan and Pat Scully came for about 150 grand. And... I think the promise was you'll get a game at Wembley if you come on loan. And so Cowan dropped a uh, a league. Uh, I think he was from uh, Sheffield United. So he's played for Clyde, Rangers, Sheffield United, Stoke City, Huddersfield Town, uh, Burnley, Cambridge, and Peterborough United, York, Dundee, and Carlisle. So Tom Cowan is a town legend, signed permanently from Sheffield United at the beginning of the 94-95 season. He was the first choice left back for the promotion that year. Well-liked for his uh, consistent performances and his victory salute to the town faithful, uh, Cowan was a regular in the side until he suffered a cruciate ligament injury just before the 97-98 season. Uh, remember if you, do you remember, have you ever read the book that he wrote during his injury? That's no. quite an interesting read. I used to have that upstairs somewhere. I've got it at home somewhere, that one. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. Uh, he moved to Burnley in 99, uh, then Cambridge United after initial loan and and then, and then he's sort of gone down the leagues a little bit and uh, joined Chris Billy, well, back with Chris Billy at Carlisle United. Uh, Cowan's now a fireman in Sheffield, occasionally attends town games as a guest. Uh, he's always greeted with a warm reception and was well known to uh, re- recreate his famous salute on so, uh, the dugout. I think he does a bit of commentary for Radio Sheffield Yeah, he does such Sheffield a positive well. guy. Every time they interview him, because they'll often get him on Radio Leeds, they, those were the kind of the days and, and stuff, and he's such a positive guy. And yeah, he's great. He just enjoys life and that as well. He was such a great player and... Neil, you've got to laugh because on Saturday the Lewis O'Brien chant was all a rage and some incredible versions in the style stand. He looks like a weasel, what people said to me. But when you think Poor about Lewis. that, quite intricate song and a lot of words. And what was Tom Cowan's song? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of thought went into that, didn't it? Oh, Tom Cowan. But yeah, it's good. There's some right chance doing it under that. Uh, the Akabi one were getting wheeled out as well. And uh, it's so amazing when they win it. Like, for, they're all coming out, aren't they? But yeah, he looks like a weasel. I, I thought, have I heard that Lewis. right? And then <laughs> I was just elbowing Lewis. Says it's not Weasley. <laughs> Who's Ron Weasley and stuff? Oh, yeah. Just proper chaos and that as well. It, it catched on, though, didn't it? Catched on, it could, yeah, yeah, it did. And honestly, I've got to respect for the killing back. They were proper rockers on Saturday. That's the loudest I've heard them sing. And to be honest, some of the staffs and were kind of feeding off some of that. So it was just a great place to be, wasn't it? It's they were bouncing, there. yeah, they were all bouncing all four sides Saturday so. and that as well. So we'll move on a little bit now. We'll have a little bit of a discussion on the championship. So I finally looked at a table. I don't know if any of you guys have, but there's only three points between the top nine, <coughs> and he just looks as ridiculous as as ever. And it's funny, I'm preparing for this today. I was kind of writing down. So we've seen Neil Harris walk last week at Millwall. Uh, Daniel Strendel disappeared yesterday at Barnsley. People that were linked with our job yeah. as well. And then I written down, I, I wrote down, uh, I'm looking at Reading's form and I think that Jose Gomez must be in big trouble. And then lo and behold, if I come out here, little Twitter and he's gone. So it seems to be silly season now. A lot of sackings happening and... Neil, one of the most m- amazing results from what we saw on Tuesday. Would you... You probably wouldn't because it is championship, but Stoke won at Swansea. How does that work after what we left them on Tuesday? That's incredible. It's football, isn't it? It's, this this division's just some good players at Stoke. Yeah, the, 
Stoke in a false position with squad that they've got. Um, they looked absolutely dreadful against us. We didn't look much better, to be honest. It was just an awful game all round. You were awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was really surprised to see him still in charge. I think you chaps spoke about it last week about in his interview kind of after the match Nathan Jones just sounded ejected he sounded kind of should like do that lost the week. world to live almost <laughs> should do and then kind of I think the we were all expecting Wednesday morning for it to be announced that he would moved on and there were rumours about Pulis potentially coming back in there and to find him still in a job and then to find out he's kind of obviously now um, taking some points from Swansea um, kind of really took me by surprise actually and kind of almost what what else does he kind of need to do or not need to do to kind of do get the sack the Daniel Stendhal one it's like it makes you laugh because Again, he'll advise that people don't have a clue, like, well, they're not doing right well, so he had to go. They sold the both centre-halves last year that got him promoted, and a keeper, and that as well. And then it's like a brand new division, adopting to that. And then it's like, I always find when you're commenting on kind of teams you're not sure of, and say you put a tweet out, you know nothing, and and stuff like that. But to be fair, a lot of Barnes fans that I know, it's gone down like a bit of a... uh, an S storm, shall we say, in that as well, and because I think they enjoyed not just the promotion, but the, the style of football that he played. Although they're not happy, no, they're not, they're not happy at all. He's gone. I don't think he was going to stay at the end of the season either. So I could see maybe they've kind of thought, well, this guy's not hanging around. We're, we're going one way. He's not going to be here to get us back up next year, make a change early, maybe. But I don't think I'd have been pulling the plug if I were them. I thought he was a good manager, Daniel Stendhal. But like, you don't know unless you're in there. You don't really know. Yeah. It's like when. When Lee Clark got sacked from us, everybody was like, what's going on here? This is an absolute outrageous little one game in 150. But we that way is that we're, we're all we, as we, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the Barnsley fans are insiders then, they're, they're not impressed. Yeah, no, but so that's that's it. So sometimes looking out, you just think, well, what's going on there? But then you listen, and but Barnsley are on the same page. So I don't know what's going on there. Neil Harris won. It was uh, a bit of a strange one, a bit of a mob rule. I think they've really turned on him, didn't they? For, the Luton game last week, uh, a lot of abuse hit him, which is a bit sad, really, because he's a bit of a club legend, isn't he? And that's well, so like, I suppose it'd be like us getting Peter Jackson. I don't think there were many chances for Jacko out. He just kind of went, didn't he? And that mm-hmm. as well. And obviously, you know, legend as a player, I think he's their top goal scorer or something, or not far off. But but then I'm hearing Chris Hewton being linked, but would he take that job? Not like I can't see it personally. <sighs> it's probably in his neck of the woods, isn't it? But it's a I tough one, isn't it? For I just question with a club like Millwall, what? What are their expectations? What do they want to? Because what do they want to achieve? Because realistically, kind of promotion top six feels out of their reach given the budget they've got. So, so getting rid of Neil Harris when they're currently sitting kind of fifteenth place in the division, what what do they hope to achieve by that? Do Where think, do they want to go? They're not going to be able to sign anyone now until January. Do you think people look at maybe what we did in sixteen seventeen on eleven million budget and think, well, mm. Huddersfield got promoted. We just need a decent manager to get us up. Do you think that we've kind of and Blackpool before us, Crystal Palace before that did it quite cheap. I just wonder if sometimes people just think maybe we'll we'll we'll, we'll throw the dice and maybe we'll get a six every every blue moon, but not really, Matt. For being honest, I think kind of for every example you've given there, there's probably ten or fifteen examples where people and clubs have tried to do that and it's kind of had the opposite effect. Doesn't um, stop people trying it though. Doesn't no. true. It's true. all about it's all about getting there for teams, isn't it? And I think the best thing with our results, sadly, it's, it's finally got rid of them audible stats that have been wheeled and wheeled. Also, I was kind of looking around at too much time on my hands at the moment and I think Wigan have gone like 25 away games without a win and, and stuff like that as well. There's some proper stinking results around at the moment and it just shows, doesn't it? Neil Addis gets, uh, you know, walks out, Leeds come to town off the back of a right win against West Brom and lo and behold, what happens on Saturday is incredible, isn't it? That, this division, there were a big article again of bigging up that football Stone league paper. penalty as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's a coming sec, but... 
the championship is that, you know, Liverpool, eight points clear. Man City, looking in the mirrors, will they catch them? No one else, Tottenham. That's pretty much, forget it. This division again, ooh, the hell. It's wide open. It's incredible. It's wide open. I mean, you've got clubs like Middlesbrough, for example, are currently sat in 20th. I don't think yeah. anyone would have predicted them at the start of the season being there. Similarly, Brentford in 17th, they invested quite a lot during the summer. But on the flip side of that, Swansea, as you mentioned before, because no one would have predicted yeah. they'd have been kind of sat in fourth position, having to change their manager, which they didn't want to do. Middlesbrough um, won it next, they'll change their manager. You watch. Yeah, that's but, but again, where do they go from here? They kind of they've invested in Pulis, invested in the squad. They're trying to take a different approach with Woodgate. The budgets have been cut. I'm not sure what other options they've got. Really, that's football, though, isn't it? There's, there's always there's always options. Actually, the, 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 there's always a list a mile long of people who want who want the job. There's always one or two in amongst there, and owners are owners, aren't they? Owners want what they consider to be the best at that particular time. I wouldn't and be surprised if they brought Karanka back, even though he fell out with him. It's no, the kind of way football goes, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Owners can say what they want, and obviously Radzani had plenty to say after Millwall and Leeds on Saturday, but I just think that just kind of feeds a culture into the, you know... They love it, though, don't they? Yeah, I know that, but it's just like, I, if that had been Phil Hodgkins, I wouldn't have wanted to see that after yeah. the game on Saturday. I just think it... Yeah, I think Bielsa tried to kind of put other, you know, want to talk about the referee, even though he's probably seen it, but you don't want to do that. I mean, to me, that just is like a blame culture, really. And Victim that as well. culture. Yeah, it is, and that as well. And, you know, it's just rubbish in that there's as well. A couple, there's a couple, of, a couple of fans of a couple of clubs play this victim culture better than anyone else, and they're up there with them. Whew, that That's all I'll say. Tom Lawrence scoring for Derby on Saturday. I don't know if I wanted to go in this path, but. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, he got a it was surprised that he it? got selected. Yeah. And I think I read something from Henry yeah. Winter, which is quite interesting. So obviously, Derby have released uh, a statement that said kind of both Tom Lawrence and Manus and Bennett would kind of have to serve some community service, would kind of be given the biggest fine possible. But kind of Henry Winter questioned the timing of that press release. I think it was 10 p.m. on kind of Friday or Saturday evening, essentially kind of um, implying they were trying to sweep it all under the carpet. And to some extent, you've got to move on. You can't live in the past and. and I'm sure the four of us have all made mistakes, but a mistake of that magnitude is quite a big one. And um, we'll let the police and the courts deal with that one. Yeah. I'm sure that something will come out. Very early days, but pull it back to the pre-season pod. I were bigging up press on North End and Alex Neal. I like Alex Neal. Attacking football. I, I, they've I, got I, a, I wanted him as manager, didn't I? <laughs> they've got a... I think they've got a chance. Well, I suppose anyone answered that as well, but they're uh, scoring goals for fun. Looking really good. QPR as well. they got a... a fine win on Saturday but never a fan of that big eagle but he's done the job and that as well just shows doesn't it that you know if we got back to back wins league, you've yeah. only got to go win another yeah. two on bounce and all of a sudden you're halfway up league it's exciting though isn't it mm. yeah it's exciting I mean we, we sat here kind of last week since kind of um fearing relegation and I think now we're all kind of looking up the table thinking actually what could be possible this year yes our <laughs> season's kind of cut short if you like but what what is now realistic for Huddersfield what could we achieve and um don't want to get carried away. There's going to be a few one, more one kind of ups and downs. Time, but um, when Bradford City but, but got promoted to Premier League, they were bottom at league in October. That's what Augie said, didn't he? On yeah. Yeah. We'll mention that after Neil's update with uh, the Street Kitchen and uh, Andy's Man Club. Uh, are we out of intensive care? Put it to the jury. Obviously, we'll get our opinion in a sec. But Neil, you were on the pitch on Saturday again. Uh, Andy's Man Club record yeah. numbers last night. So I saw in the, the tweet he put out. Yeah, phenomenal last night. Um, <laughs> everyone just kept pouring through the door. Um, we're sort of getting used to being 60 plus and last night we just smashed through 70 barrier and we didn't just smash through it Christ 76 men we had there last night which is it's a phenomenal number a year ago I started just over a year ago 
and I think there were about 24, 25 there. So to be within a year and adding 50 to that, it's not going to be long before one at groups is smashing through 100 barrier. I think there were 50 odd at Hull, 50 odd at uh, Dunfermline. It's crackers, 745 nationwide, another record. And it's, it's just getting bigger. And it's, it, simply put, it works. Um, the thing you mentioned about Saturday, I were on pitch at half time. And there's this medicine ball challenge that the armed forces are doing. A chap called Andy Unwin. Um, and this medicine ball gets attached to its owner for seven days, gets handcuffed to them. And they've literally got to do everything with this medicine ball on. They're heavy them as well. Yeah. And it's it's covered in all sorts of things, saying like depression, anxiety, suicide. And it's just raising awareness for mental health. And obviously, we run from... It was getting handed over to a chap called Steve Bidden, who was uh, on Greenwatch at Huddersfield Fire Station. And obviously, that's where we have our meetings. So it was quite fitting that we were down there and we got a mention, which every bit, every mention we get is phenomenal. And like you, you mentioned earlier, because about the... I think before we started, the LED boards, now it stands out, the Andy's Man Club. So if anybody goes to the games and hasn't seen them yet, 11 and a half minutes, 43 and a half minutes, and then the same minutes in the second half, um, you'll see ac- across the top tier LEDs, the Andy's Man Club stuff, all the info that's on there. And it's, uh, with it being black, background, the white, right, and it really does stand out. So that's, you know, the club have been brilliant for us with that. So yeah, Andy's Man Club, Going strength to strength. Um, street Kitchen fed over 100 people last Sunday. It's absolutely bonkers. You know, there's... In, in, it's just phenomenal, really. It's so sad, though, it, as it's well, all, it? it is, it is. But these people shocking, absolutely love the Street Kitchen. They come, they converse, they get a chance to have a, a chat with people and have a coffee and some hot food and get some blankets or some clothes or some shoes or whatever, will you toiletries. Be doing another, will you be doing another clothes sweep or is it all like... No, we will whatever. be doing another one. I'm prob- we'll probably start asking again in a couple of weeks, ready for build up for, for Christmas. And we are actually, in a couple of weeks, starting to do a Wednesday night as well. So okay. we're rolling it out over the winter months. We'll be doing four or five months of Wednesday nights as well. Because at the end of the day, these people aren't just homeless on a Sunday. No, you know, they, they need the help all, all week round. It's... Uh, it really is phenomenal. It's um, great news, and obviously the the fantastic news. It's been honestly so proud to be another Huddersfield fan. Was the news coming out of the club last week, and uh, two million pounds raised? Why the foundation? Am I right in saying? Yeah, yes, I've, I've got some news for it actually. They, they, they were incredible. It, it went it went through the two million barrier. Obviously, half of that to air ambulance, half of that to the foundation. The the foundation needs a lot of money to survive. Um, Hundred and forty thousand pound a year. Just to go on the on the on the breakfasts, but they they did the foundation ball last week. They raised over sixty thousand pound on that, which will benefit young people in the community. Um, the success of the foundation that Saturday's game was actually the Huddersfield Town Foundation game, so they had loads of the the bings out um, people taking, you know, a, a fan per can I think they or a camper fan something like that for people that, taking the donations, which was brilliant. Um, they raised around £3,000 as well on that one. And they also did a collection of old, unwanted town and local grassroots shirts. They've teamed up with the Footprints Foundation and all these shirts will go abroad to uh, Africa, which is another another brilliant thing. 
Um, if anybody wants to know any more information about the foundation, it's inquiries at htafcfoundation.com. They are doing some uh, absolutely brilliant things at the moment. And it's obviously with my links to Andy's Man Club and Uddersfield Street Kitchen, the, ch- the charity stuff's really important to me. I know some people aren't that bothered about it, and that's fair enough. But it's it's really, really important to me. So have a look on there, and, and if you can help, help. Thank you. Thanks, Neil. And so my next tweet was, after the two wins and obviously the point before it, are we finally out of intensive care now? Uh, I'll start with a few tweets before I bring you guys in. Uh, Philip Lawton, isn't the next step from intensive care the high dependency unit? I think we're out of intensive care, but the doctors need to be on full alert for the relapse, which could, but I don't think will be terminal. But the long road to recovery is definitely on. Good tweet, that. Uh, Dan uh, Ginger Oga, Champions League in two, which do you replied, Matt, as Jimmy Matt got the off. <laughs> San Cedo in three. That's what Jimmy Matt usually says, yeah. Andy Firth, uh, we've just come out around for Marcoma and we're still undergoing intensive treatment. Signs of a full recovery are positive, but too early to see how long this will take. But our new doctors, Cowleys, are brilliant and giving us some great hope for the future. Doctor the American Terriers are very... Uh, Upbeat, they go, we're going up as champions. Uh, <laughs> Martin Shaw makes a good point, I think. Uh, let's wait and see how we react to going a goal down. That's going to be a big test, but it definitely yeah. looks like we're well drilled, which is growing confidence. Matt, are we out of intensive care? No. But what I would say, no, we're not. But I think our eyes are open and we're responding, which if you want to use the uh, hospital analogies, we're looking a lot better. Uh, we, we've We've had a... A huge, a huge progression is Saturday. It's a good performance, a good win. But like a lot of people have said, we, a couple of defeats, because of the position and the, the head start we've given everyone else, a couple of defeats and all of a sudden we could find ourselves mm. bottom again. So I think just game by game, step by step, and just just keep plugging away and I, th- I think we'll be fine. I've always thought we'll be fine this season because of the quality of players that we've got. But again, you shouldn't take anything for granted, especially in this league, because everything can turn upside down in, in a matter of weeks. Malky, no way we're out yet. Sorry, uh, signs are good and need to kick on from here. I can't see us not doing so with these guys in charge. Again, on the Cowley theme, Mark Harrison, Dr. and Dr. Cowley have discovered that a dose of simplicity and injection of spirit was what was needed. They also know that these medicines will need applying every now and again between now and the end of the season to avoid major surgery. Because you need to ask them at the gas club if they've got a PhD with the amount of Dr. and Dr. Cowley. <laughs> and they need them real positive here. Uh, yes, unequivocally. God, if I can say it, needed to break the losing habit which has been done. The togetherness the Cowleys have reintroduced in shining through already, and there's no one in this league to fear. We are on our way back up the town. Neil, you agree? Absolutely. Just a quick one there. Andy Needham um, actually gave us three pallets full of food and toiletries and stuff at Street Kitchen the other week. Probably worth about 1500 quid, which is uh, absolute madness. So, yeah, he's a great guy. And he's right in what he says there. I think uh, for me, we're not going down. I think six weeks ago, if you'd asked me that, I'd have said probably. But that's the impact that these two have had. It's off the scale and it's so evident. Um, and there's no way with the ethic, the work ethic that these two have got and how they go about things and how they've changed things. Bear, bear in mind, we're the same players, pretty much. All, all, they've, all they've added is Danny Simpson. Um, so to have pretty much the same squad and go from us quite happily being able to swap seven, eight, nine, ten of them to looking at next game and thinking it's unchanged 11. That just shows you the impact they've had. So for me, nowhere near going down what comes beyond that. Championship, in it? Who knows? It's, it's a bonkers league, isn't it? But let, let's just concentrate on 
keeping this form going at the minute. Nathan Oscar, uh, my sensible head says, no, not yet. I'd like to think a few people have tweeted two wins doesn't drag us out of the wilderness. Positive and head in the right direction, but will continue to be a work in progress. Carl is definitely right, lads, for the job as their hearts are in it. I think 100% right. Um, I very much share his opinion and, and Matt's opinion that... Um, I don't agree with me, then. <laughs> not you, Neil, no. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think we're at the woods yet. Two great results, but kind of probably two of the, from what I've seen at least, the weaker teams in the league. Um, I think there'll be a few more kind of bumps along this kind of journey yet. But I definitely feel a little more kind of optimistic than what I did kind of um, a couple of weeks since. But yeah, kind of probably erring more on the side of caution. I think we'll go to a top team or someone who's at the top in the top three or four at some point this season and beat them and beat them convincingly. The next big, the next three games, I think I feel like I've said this before and feel like a bit of a broken record, but the next three games are really quite interesting, aren't they? Because I think we'll yeah. have a... We could be kind of sat here in a couple of weeks' time um, talking very optimistically or actually saying it was a bit of a flash in the pan. I think we go to Blackburn, um, kind of away, then we've got Middlesbrough we're, at we're, home. We won't be saying it's a flash in the pan, not with those mm-hmm. two in charge. No Sandra, we've been discharged. <laughs> uh, hello, Terence. We are on the main ward. <laughs> Juninho knows we can easily drop off but the signs are excellent so far we're out patience now (laughs) Watson sums up the tweets looks like the answers are resounding no lads but but I wouldn't say that well it is but I think there's a lot of realism there which I think is really good and that as well it's not negative I think there's let's not get carried away like Danny Carroll said when he came in he said one W don't change it it's it's, it's just how we've gone about getting these two wins what I like is the fans are mirroring what they say so everybody's on the same page absolutely that's good yeah but it's like, someone's tweeted here, does the past week mean we've forgotten all the half-hour struggle we've been served this past 18 months? No, it doesn't. No. And you know what? We've got to enjoy it. It's good day. It's God. But that's, yeah. that, that was in a different league under different managers. And they, these two have really injected a new sense of optimism. Does anybody around this table think we'll go down, honestly? No. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. No. So, so you do actually share my opinion. Then, so, thank you. <laughs> so next game is a week on Saturday at Blackburn Rovers. Danger zoned. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting my stats out. So they're 14th in the league. They beat, uh, they got battered 4-2 at QPR on Saturday. Up front is Danny Graham. Why don't we link with him once? He's 34 years old now. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he, I think Lee Clark tried to sign him from Carlisle. Who didn't Lee Clark try to sign him? He didn't score many. Yeah, I think we tried to sign him from Carlisle and he ended up being really good at Watford and we yeah. could have made a lot of money on him, but yeah. we got Jordan Rhodes. So. Adam Armstrong, he was on the bench on Saturday. Three out of four. He scored three out of their last four goals. Uh, sorry, three goals in the last four games for them. Good Bradley Dack. Who's just behind? Don't, don't you see a wag at him or something? He looks like my cousin does Bradley yeah. Dak. I tell him all the time. He's a good player. I think he's got player. like a famous girlfriend from like uh, reality TV. I'm sure you're I looking th- up. He looks like the uh, Eurovision winner yeah. for Austria does uh, Bradley Dak from about five years ago. So there's no look, wins look in the last up. three. The beat and uh, Millwall and Middlesbrough own, so not exactly great scalps. It's live on Sky. Uh, Bradley Johnson, our uh, friend, he's still been, he seems to be around forever. He's only 32. He were on their bench. Guys, I'm going to rein it in, but this looks very winnable to me. Am I falling into this classic championship trap of uh, getting ahead of my station? They're all winnable. Could win it, we could draw it, we could lose it. That's that's what the great it's thing a shame about it's not this week, though. I, I, yeah. I, I think agree. Danny Carl hinted as much in that, yeah, we want to We've got it. some momentum. Let's yeah. kind of continue. At the same that. time, though, on, on the flip side of that, you've got a couple of lads in club who haven't had a full pre-season. Campbell and Simpson were both turning out to be key players for us. So it gives them a couple of weeks to get some fitness under the belt, some proper match fitness, because it's all been games, 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 hasn't it? And they, a, get, they get some proper fitness behind that now. There's a friendly behind games, behind yeah, closed yeah. doors friendly yeah. as well. Aren't there? And I think it'll give them a chance to 
work on a few more things and it's a lot easier to work on things and have the players' attention when they're enjoying themselves than just one, two games. We'll take a few, even though it's uh, a lunchtime kickoff. Can't get anybody to go. Poz has turned me down. Faz has turned me down. I'm going. I'm I'm still going. I'm going. You can come with us. You can uh, drive. (laughs) So that's on Skype. As Middlesbrough game, even though... Technically, everything's red button in it on the midweek. That's the main game in it on the Wednesday. which is good because the red button kind of yeah. coverage is quite poor actually. Yeah. It, it kind of it's a step on from what we've had obviously previously, but the yeah. kind of limited Better than commentary. Girl, it is no the <laughs> fun and streams. I don't agree with it. I think it's yeah. I don't like it. it no, I agree with Cosy when he says it really affects the crowds, but it does absolutely. Just a couple of bits of other business, guys. I don't know if you noticed the Brighton game on Saturday. Adam Moy was. Bit, Playing, he was playing very well. He was getting talked up and match of the day. He's not coming back, is he? <laughs> <laughs> He's not. God, I really thought he were an all man. No, look, 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 look on bright side. We're probably going to get a nice wedge for him in January because yeah, they'll, the, they'll sort it out in January. The, the better he plays, the, the more his price is. If, going it, up, if he goes so. for fifteen million mm. quid in January, we've, we've had a good deal out of that. And you know what? I wish him the best of luck. Actually, I kind of want him to do well. I'd, 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 love, I'd love to see him on a skill time shirt, but I see it all through the pre-season stuff that we did that. I'd be delighted if he stayed, but I'd have been very disappointed if he if he hadn't gone. Yeah, you said it all along, Neil. Because it is yeah, better than better championship, than and yeah. the fact that he's it were Brighton, probably a bit of a letdown. Yeah. But at the same time, the, he's, he's up there and he's showing yeah. that he's showing what a good footballer he is and bloody good luck to him. I like, I like while he was with Huddersfield Town, he yeah. was top. I like class. the manager at Brighton, and I like the I like how he's using him as well. And yeah. I watched them against Newcastle. I didn't, couldn't be bothered watching the other day, but. So it's been a really good appointment, I like, I like that, actually. Yeah. A, a very brave appointment. Left field, isn't it? Nobody. Before, kind of, it's a bit of a gamble. Yeah. Chris Hewton had obviously done kind of yeah. such a good job there for a number of years. Um, I think it's given by surprise, but I you know what? Yeah. Hats I off to him. Yeah. But again, it, the old rage came out. I was watching it through drunken eyes, but A, <laughs> the top like Adam Moyer just arrived, has never played Premier League football before. Hang on a minute, mate. He'd played two seasons for Huddersfield. That does annoy me. And again, it was all about Tottenham this and Tottenham that and Brighton. I'm just absolutely... And it just made yeah. me realise I'm can't probably glad it. where we are. Missing to it. Be honest with not you. missing it. No, not really. I'm not. I can't watch it. Honestly, I can't. It's just absolutely Painful, isn't it? garbage. It's so it's just, bitter, you guys. Just think it's all. There was one thing over the weekend. If we go on a mad run now, and then up in playoffs, do you want to win them? Yeah, because I'd like to. I, I, I enjoyed yeah. all the uh, the boiling of urine that we did. You know, when we yeah, did all right. <laughs> we, we, did, we did do a lot. Of <laughs> I actually enjoyed that quite a lot. So if we if we do that again, I'll I'll enjoy it. There was one thing that made me smile of the weekend, which was um, I don't know if you watched the uh, Newcastle versus Man United game on no. on Sunday, and um, young Matty Longstaff on his Premier League debut oh, for Newcastle, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of bagged from outside the edge of the box with a great strike. Uh, and he kind of just kind of saw like, a bit similar to Lois O'Brien actually kind of ginger hair they both look a bit similar in fact but um, kind of saw what it meant to Absolutely him to play for his nothing home. like Ron Weasley <laughs> he saw what it meant a to Weasley him to play for his uh, <laughs> play for his hometown club and, and kind of that's kind of for me what football's all about and it's just been lost a little it's bit it's always kind of great to see young English players coming through from where, they, where they're from whoever they play for it's always good to see so I, I did watch the interview that him and his brother did and I, I quite enjoyed it so it was it was far plans for the international weekend guys Matt, I, I've got a, a one-year-old. He last so I might have to go to Tongue Garden Centre and see uh, Trevor Chaloba's hair alike from the uh, the woman in the cafe there. So, <laughs> <laughs> but he's um, he, it took him to the whole game, and that's the first time he's 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 been to fifteen games before, eleven defeats, four draws, six goals we've scored. So he was uh, he was buzzing on uh, on Saturday. So it's first first time he's won. So he can go back now. We've won a game. So. 
Simon, any football uh, for you this weekend? Debating whether or not to go watch Halifax. I think they're at home. Boring wood, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. top of the league they're at the fly, moment. You know, they're um, on top, aren't they? Yeah. Of, my, dad's a, uh, my dad's a bit of a Bromley fan because that's where he's from and they're kind of, or they were riding high in that league so um, I might be able to drag him along and potentially go watch that. Oh, best to look to Halifax. I'm going to go watch Big House, but they're away. So that's kind of that. So... I'm going to go. be doing absolutely nothing. I'm going to go to Darlington. What a loser. But my friend plays for him now. He used to play at Geisley. Uh I've never been there yet. They don't play at that Reynolds area. I don't even know if it's still up, is it? But I think they've got... At the uh, big stadium, they kind of they couldn't fill any of it, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if it would be knocked down that. I remember that first time. We, were, we went there once, didn't we? It was incredible, wasn't it? There, 25,000... Boothy scored one of the worst goals you'll see. Yeah. It was brilliant. The goalkeeper, the goalkeeper spilled up in there and he span around <laughs> looking for it. And the one thing I remember is queuing for a pie and all of a sudden there's this like water just like trickling down past like the queue and it will it will coming out of the toilet or pee. <laughs> great like, modern stadium. You have a great weekend, weekend yeah. don't you? <laughs> MV Boston. Oh, it's in, they've got, a I think, a, a fit... For purpose stadium now but but yeah obviously no town and we're back next week but yeah just want to thank everyone for listening uh, anything else guys any other business oh, thanks for that cake it was yeah cracking cake yeah. thank you Claire spot on that it's all positive innit two wins onwards, happy, and, onwards and upwards two, two wins and a cake brilliant doesn't take much does it yeah bring on the Blackburn yeah really happy I think especially after the goal again um, yeah the whole stadium uh was behind us uh, as well uh, singing my song so uh, yeah really happy always to play at home uh, with the supporters um, yeah they're unbelievable always to me um, yeah, from the first time when I came over here to Huddersfield and uh, yeah just uh, this great connection with them and uh, yeah, I'm really happy to, to give them today as well something to celebrate. What a pass by Bakuna down the inside left. He's found O'Brien. Deflected cross. Goal! Huddersfield Town! Now Elias Kachunga's in on the act. What a move down the left-hand side. Kachunga pounced on the deflection by a defender. And off the underside of the bar has absolutely capped Town's best performance of the season. Probably the whole of 2019. Huddersfield Town 3. Hold City Nil. The celebrations can last for a while. Now Casey Palmer's on the dribble, 30 yards out, he looked at goal, laid it off, Tommy Smith's cross, goal, Huddersfield Town at the far post, and it's gone in from Elias Kachunga's header. delivers the pass, Buck gets his cross up, Kachunga, 1-0 Huddersfield Town! Moyble makes the corner into the penalty box now, near post, Flex Owens, Kachunga scores! Elias Kachunga! Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. 
Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.